What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the TT Podcast, episode number 27. Today, I am joined by Prince. Hey there. And Brad is back. Back by popular demand. Of course. <laughs> Very popular demand. Um, and some pestering um, and harassment by I won't say who. It wasn't me. That, no, it totally wasn't him. Good, good. Just check it. Just check it. Yeah, no. Um, anyways, so we've got a few things to talk about. Uh, the news is a little bit slow, but we do have some things to talk about, not including, uh, including, uh, Gabe Newell had an AMA and inside maybe teasing something. Uh, but first there are several items of housekeeping, nothing too dramatic, but, uh, the Resident Evil 7 trophy list has been revealed. Mm -hmm. Do you guys care? Well, I'm not going to get it myself, but. I saw that um, some people have started playing it now, so that's good. Resident Evil's too yeah. terrifying for me. Can't do it. <laughs> yeah, um, my favorites were probably 2 to 4, which um, were the less scary of the games by a long shot. Um, I guess. So I'm trying to work up the nerve to, to grab this one. So hmm. we'll see, maybe. I would say 5 uh, and 6 are not very scary. Revelations and Revelations 2, manageable, a bit tough. But um, yeah. definitely this one has gone like full horror so it's not for the faint of heart certainly not um i keep thinking that if i watch the trailers over and over i'll grow a little bit dumb and then i'll be able to play it <laughs> yeah see if you um, can catch all the jump scares in advance yeah exactly uh we also have in uh community interview with biff beefcake uh that just went up i think yesterday so you should definitely check that out um the we did have an op-ed uh resident evil game changers uh, just went up. I think that was yesterday as well. Mm -hmm. uh, in in case you haven't noticed, it was on the front page for a little while. The 2016 site leaderboards uh, have gone up. And actually this morning, I got a message about my various rankings on different leaderboards. Indeed, yeah, I got one. yeah, how did you do? What was your uh, best, do you know? Uh, I looked at, I think the only interesting one was top uh, fifth in arcade racing platinum trophies for England. The most specific one I could find. Yeah, yeah. Out of the bet was it was second in my top ten in least. Yeah, yeah. I I had one like that. It was um I made it into the top ten for uh, shoot 'em ups in the USA. So that's pretty and good. I, USA's oh, sorry. On on Vita. <laughs> oh, on oh, Vita. Yeah. <laughs> because I uh, is that because only some people own the Vita? <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. No, I kind of went on a um a Vita Renaissance. I was on a. I mean, the, last year I went to Japan, so I spent a crap ton of time on a plane. I went home a couple of times. So I spent a lot of time traveling last year. So I ended up doing um, Super Stardust. Um, I did, I think, both Velocity 2X and Velocity Ultra or something like that. And just the three games managed to uh, put me in the top 10. So I, I, got, I, I You can tell from this looking at my list and the uh, thing how specific my game tastes of started to come as I'm running out of time is there's about 20 mentions of the word puzzle racing arcade racing and sandbox and it's yeah. like that's it <laughs> I've not ventured outside of my comfort zone recently apparently that's how you win the genre leaderboards right specializing uh mine are kind of similar because it was uh let's see uh Vita shoot 'em up uh Vita shoot 'em up all all around shoot 'em up all around uh PlayStation 4 shoot 'em up. <laughs> I, I I think out of the ten or whatever that it offered me, six of them or seven of them were shoot 'em ups. So, yikes! Yeah, right. kind of. I guess if you had a good year in one thing, there's a lot of related leaderboards that can uh, 
go your way. For me, it was Vita because of um, Severed earlier in the year, and um, yeah. I finished Muramasa, which was worth a stupid amount of points. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. And so that gives me Vita Action Adventure, and there's about five which start with Vita Action Adventure. <laughs> Because um, it's yeah. basically no one else is playing Vita, and then you've got one specific genre that's all in your favour. You can tell no one's playing Vita because in my list, like in the other section, I actually see the word Vita several times. I do not own a Vita. Oh. <laughs> that's how few people are playing it, is that I that you're cross play. Yeah, yeah, you're it's cross-play. just through cosplay. I'm getting in the list despite not owning a Vita. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think World of Final Fantasy for me is coming up in the Vita list even though I played it on PS4, but that's just because it was on both platforms. Well, let's face it, we're, we're all for that glory, so mm. <laughs> however we get it. Um, so those are up, and you should definitely check your inbox and see how you did. Um, and then you can also get, you know, you can jump on and check the various leaderboards and sort through it and see what, you know, how you did in RPGs or whatever else, too. So. And maybe for next year, see if there's anyone that you can conquer. I got second in one. That was my best. I didn't get any first. <laughs> yeah. Uh, try and figure out if there's a, a genre you can uh, corner, you know. Or find a country that has very few gamers and just uh, become hey. Kazakhstani for the year. No, no yeah, fault right. country. Yes. Yeah. Immoral. Immoral, yeah. I'm throwing balls into something so useless. <laughs> yeah, don't let them catch you. Have your trophies erased or whatever. Ah. Oh. Um, and then we've got, uh, lastly, the trophy flags and submissions um, just went up, and it's it's basically saying, you know, hey, go and uh, flag stuff in the game. So, you know, if there are trophies that are, you know, co-op requirement or whatever, you can go and you can fla- submit a flag and somebody will look at it, and if it makes sense, they'll put it together. Um, there's also uh, a call for people to process that kind of stuff so if you are interested in helping to build out the flags and submissions you need to i believe pm nom stuff uh i think you can do it on the game page i've seen a lot of them going through in the forums which is nice oh no no i mean um if you want to join the team oh yeah uh, yeah that curates that kind of stuff um then you you should uh but i'll list the article so you can check it out because it's got a lot more information specifics about how you can filter things and submit stuff, and uh, if you want to participate in uh, going through those submissions and whatnot. So, uh, but that's just stuff going on uh, in housekeeping. Because the news, uh, we've got a few items, but nothing is particularly big. It's kind of uh, been slow in news for the past month or so, and Rich has been going nuts with things like trophy flag submissions and all sorts of stuff like that. So, hmm. um, so for latest news. Uh, we promised we wouldn't talk about it anymore until we had some other reason to talk about it. Turns out that there's something to talk about for Final Fantasy 15. bad timing. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, the Moogle Carnival is now up. Um, so this was promised towards the end of December, I think. They're like, oh, hey, we've got this Moogle whatever carnival thing coming up. But it wasn't coming until the end of January, and I totally forgot. Uh, but it is now available if you are... Um, I think you have to have the premium, what is it? Uh, no, you can get, um, there's free access. You can get the free oh, version okay. of the holiday pack and then wander on in. Oh, okay, cool. So even if you get the uh, free version, um, you can jump in on this and then uh, you download the free version, which you have to do, I believe, manually, right? Yes. Um, and so once you've downloaded that through the store or the little um, tile on your dashboard, 
you can go to the special option. You jump into the game. Uh, you choose a one of your regular save files for all the items that you get. It'll go to that save file, mm-hmm. uh, and then you just go and you run around. Um, what What do you think about it? Um, I don't want to say too much. I don't want to talk about it for too much, too long. But yeah. I've been in there for two hours so far, and I'm not done. Um, and that's yeah. on the free pass. I don't know what the difference is. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, even for even if you haven't got the season pass, uh, go have a wander. And uh, I think the design of it is that you're supposed to go in and. Once you leave, I don't know if you can go back. Or I don't yet know how it works, but go in with the intention to play around until you get bored, and then then you can leave. Yep. I, I'm looking at the screenshots because I don't. I, I'm trying to avoid Final Fantasy 15 because I don't have 300 hours to spend. Ah oh, no, yeah. it's only 100. Oh, oh sorry, yeah, of course, silly me. Um, the, the, all the screenshots is is they have his cat, and it's like half Moogle on the back and half Chocobo on the front, and I really want it. <laughs> like in real yeah. life it looks adorable yeah it's even got a little spring thing on top that it it wobbles while you walk around um <laughs> yeah no it's it's pretty cool uh there is a bunch of stuff to do there's mini games um there's an article up on the site about it with a video of all the different things you can do hmm. um which include there's like a, a shooting gallery and uh the chocobo chicks um come back uh, i don't know if if you've played final fantasy 13 in both thirteen two and Lightning Returns, there were uh, Chocobo chicks that got lost that you had to chase down, which have now made it to Final Fantasy fifteen for some reason. <laughs> um, and then what else? Chocobo races. Uh, yeah. There are riddles and stuff. Uh, all sorts of fun stuff. So it's designed mm-hmm. just to be similar to the uh, Final Fantasy eight that had the uh, Golden Saucer. Like, yeah, Golden Saucer. Uh, that uh, that's good. Is it? Yeah, reminiscent of that. In a way, yeah. I mean, it's obviously kind of different because just because of like the major perspective change. Because seven was like, you know, uh, it was actual. It was like sprites on on art, you know, a two yeah. D image um, that was kind of moving around. Whereas this, you know, is obviously got you right on the ground. And um, but it does have sort of that feel. Uh, it's a little less arcadey than that. Uh, but some of the elements are super, like just one-off things that you can just mess around with mm. um they, they did bring the golden saucer into final fantasy 14 as well there was um i did see that yeah. the whole uh, casino thing there uh, I which is pretty awesome 14 is the one where i like you i look at it and i go i don't have 300 hours <laughs> yeah yeah right i don't think anybody's got time for that one but the yeah, reason uh, i don't have 300 hours is because i got the platinum on it that's why <laughs> oh, yeah, i spent those hours already well done. that's funny um and then, uh, so basically you do a bunch of stuff, you collect a bunch of coins, and then you can buy things, um, some of which are practical, like uh, mega potions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some of them are just like uh, various ores and whatnot for your car, so you can mm-hmm. repaint it. So There's a new uh, skin for the car, I think, like a Chocobo skin. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a nice way to um, get like the various colors and things that you would like to have while doing something fun rather than wandering around and mining them, mm-hmm. which is... A huge improvement. Um, in other news, uh, uh, ukulele. One more. Um, oh, oh, thing sorry. About, uh, one more thing about fifteen. Last thing for this week is um, those in Europe certainly. I don't know about the North American store. Um, or I think all of the pre-ordered DLC has now gone live on the store to buy individually. Um, it's I think forty p each, uh, and there's thirteen. Uh, one of them's free. I'm not sure if it's an accident, but 
Yeah. Um, so basically, at this point, if you're thinking of buying the game, uh, don't waste your time trying to get any of the pre-ordered DLC because it's 40p. Um, so just get yeah. whatever retailer you want as cheapest and so on. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, obviously, uh, before we get to that, we've also got World of Final Fantasy. Uh, the champion, the sword champion summon DLC something or other is free mm-hmm. right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, as in it's yeah, a that's... summon you can use in the game um, of Champion Sora, which you can, mm-hmm. if you download now, it is free for a period of time. Yeah, it's only free until, I think, March. So, you know, if you're ever thinking of getting World of Final Fantasy, just grab it. It's free. So Yeah, just put it in your queue, hit download, and whatever. Um, so, Ukulele is going to be getting Couch Co-op, it seems. Uh, there's... <laughs> They weren't overly specific, but there are um, various versions of multiplayer, including uh, the sort of classic uh, two-player co-op, which involves, you know, one player is the main character and the other is some weird floating something or other. So in this case, you um, the second player turns into a swarm of uh, butterflies or bees or they, something. They collect butterflies. Sorry. Yeah, a swarm of bees floating around and collecting things. Hmm. Uh, and then there are uh, mini-games, eight mini-games, uh, which you can play with uh, up to four people, I think it was. I might be making that up. Um, <laughs> clearly, you can see I'm not... Lo- lo- up local multiplayer, up to four players. Okay. Eight, eight mini-games to choose from. Yep. Fantastic. Um, so... That's uh, just an added bonus, I guess. Because, I mean, realistically, you know, who wasn't excited for ukulele to begin with? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It looks like a well-made game. I, I can't wait for it. I loved Banjo-Kazooie in all, all, all the, all the series, and this is classic rare. This is bringing it back. Yeah. In everything I've seen, like, I was a bit worried looking at more trailers and things, because as Tyke was like, you kind of expect it to be a little bit more different. But uh, it is, they've they've stuck to their core and gone. This is this is rare. It's it is finest. It is hot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's funny actually. Uh, so I obviously I got a PS4 first, and then after a couple of years, I was shopping around for an Xbox One, and uh, the version I got uh, was the one with the rare replay collection, and it's because I really, really wanted to play banjo. Like everything else on there, I really didn't care. I just really wanted to play banjo again. But, uh, so ukulele will be getting a co-op, which is pretty cool. Um, the inside developer play dead, uh, has teased their next game. Uh, they posted an image on Twitter, which is interesting because uh, in the five years or so that the company has been on Twitter, they, it's their 13th tweet. So unlike most developers, they're actually a very quiet company. Yeah. I mean, Inside was, was it not completely secret until it was revealed um, and basically released? No, actually, um, quite the opposite. Uh, if I remember correctly, Inside was, I think it was at the Xbox One reveal event. Okay. And then it just, you know, Playdead is such a, a quiet company that it just, like, disappeared. They they just, you know, they were like, hey, we're making this game. Check it out. Oh. And then they disappear. They go and make the game and they come back. Mm-hmm. So uh, this game is now in development. Uh, the last two games took around six years to make. So this, we've heard about this, and uh, I wouldn't expect to hear anything from them for another six years or so. 
Look, mm. Looking at their Twitter history, uh, in 20, 9th of June 2014, they put, since release of Limbo, we're working hard on a game called Inside. And then two ah. years later, Inside's now out. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, about what you can expect. Wait a few years, they might make one more tweet. Yeah. They might ramp it up, get a little crazy. Um, but uh, the the picture, they tweeted a picture. Um, so they said, thank you for the warm reception of Inside. Since release, Play, Play Dead founder Arndt Jensen and the team have been working on the next adventure. Uh, and they posted a picture. And it looks like some kind of pilot, like, cresting a hill, pulling their um, parachute. And as they're going over the hill, there's a shooting star going by. Um, sort of in the middle of the night. So, I had, I had a reminiscence of like an astronaut that's like abandoned a shuttle or something. Yeah, I mean, to me, it looks like an astronaut shot. too. Um, I, I was merely trying to be a little bit vague because obviously we don't know if it's an astronaut. Um, it is. You heard it first. It's 100% of, an astronaut. Right. The trophies exclusive. Uh, yes. Um, so it, it does definitely look like an astronaut, um, but it is definitely some kind of pilot, it seems like, wearing like a big helmet and. Uh, like looks like a one piece uh, suit on with a parachute. So in some kind of desert, maybe. Um, but God only knows what that'll actually turn into. Uh, it does have sort of like, it's funny because it, it does kind of remind me of um, the insides, insides sort of aesthetic or limbo's aesthetic um, crossed with journey. So okay. we'll see what that's about. Um, but like I said, all, all play dead uh, games are all very uh, obscure anyway. I, I, like even once you know what the game is, you play Limbo and Inside is is much more of a, um, yeah, it, yeah. It's hard to work out what the game is anyway when you know what the game is. So just seeing it from one picture, it could be anything. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so we will hear about that again sometime in a couple of years, probably. Uh, but it is, you know, good to have something to look at, I guess. They're not resting on their laurels. Certainly not. You know, they're they're going and they're making something else, and everybody expected them to make something else, and at least it's been confirmed, and we've got something to muse over. Um, obviously, to do what you always do with Play Dead Games and ask, who is this person? Where are they? What the hell is going on? So, uh, so Gabe Newell had a uh, Ask Me Anything um, and people obviously asked him all sorts of questions. Uh, the most important of which is, no, Half-Life 3 is not confirmed. He insisted that they must not mention the number 3. Um, but there could be new IP in the Half-Life universe. Uh, that is a possibility. And Valve is definitely working on a single-player game of some kind. God only knows if we will ever actually see or hear about it ever again. Thoughts? <laughs> you, you seem kind of mum. I, I feel, I know, feel like there's just, no enthusiasm. It's kind of like an old cliche at this point. Um, yeah, yeah, it kind of is. Uh, he's not giving anything new. He doesn't have to give anything new, and he won't give anything new. Yeah, I mean, probably even more so, like, the potential of having new IP in the Half-Life universe is like, that's great, that's super exciting. It's potentially possible that there could be new IP at some point. So basically what he said is nothing's really going on. In-universe, it's such a nation like portals in the same universe as Half-Life. It doesn't, right. it doesn't 
mean anything specific. I think it may just be a, a case of, hey, yeah, these games kind of link in the same way that, like, the obscure Marvel films link up, sure, or Marvel TV shows, but, it, yeah. It doesn't I necessarily. Portal. I want more Portal. Yeah, I mean, it, so if it's a new IP, it wouldn't be Portal, know, but it could be a... It. I wouldn't be surprised if it was some kind of Black Mesa something or other. If they went back to Black Mesa and made some other kind of puzzle game, that wouldn't surprise me. Hmm. Um, end up doing something more, you know, gravity-based or something. I don't know. He did it's, 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 in that interview fine. that Portal 2 is what he believes to be the best single-player game Valve's ever made. So that could be a hint that maybe the puzzle side is something they're looking to go back to. Yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me at all. But two had a lot more narrative than the first one, which was good. Yes, it was just like just the the right amount of narrative, mm. uh, enough to keep you entertained, running in the background while you're trying to figure stuff out. And uh, was it J.J. Uh, Simmons? Right, he was in that. Mm-hmm. He was fantastic uh, as Cave Johnson. Right. Um, but they they are theoretically working on a single player game. Um, well, no, they are confirmed to be working on a single-player game. I should be more specific. Hmm. Um, that which is actually kind of exciting, that they are working on something, because they don't need to. They could just sit there and just break in all that money. Uh, uh, a recent thing, was it was it Time's Most Valuable People in the World or something like that? Uh, Gabe Newell is actually more valuable than a whole bunch of people, including uh, Mr. Trump. So... <laughs> thing is he knows gabe Newell knows it as well mm-hmm. so that's why he can do whatever he can say and do whatever he wants with the games he knows he can be like yeah he, he, because he knows that he runs the internet he runs steam he runs valve yeah yeah he he's so um he's such a big thing that uh i, I mentioned his name and my wife actually recognized who he was so that's uh that's saying something <laughs> um and finally uh, we finally got the numbers uh, for December for the NPDs, uh, the list of games uh, in order of how well they sold, um, both for December and for all of 2016. Uh, the December numbers were fine. Um, nothing too surprising there. Um, did you see anything that stood out for December? Oh, I'm just loading it now. <laughs> um, <laughs> Not prepared. Jeez. Oh. Uh, so well, you've the, got the list on screen the, was there. the top ten sellers um, from one to ten. You have Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, Final Fantasy fifteen, Battlefield one, uh, Madden seventeen, NBA two K seventeen, Watch Dogs two, GTA five, Pokemon Sun, FIFA seventeen, and Pokemon Moon. Uh, and it should be noted that the uh, Pokemon games, the digital uh, sales, are not included. Uh, but according to Nintendo, the uh, that should put them at uh, second and third if you include the digital sales. Wow. Um, yep. What about uh, if you combine them? Right. Which you should, uh, obviously. Yes. Um, and actually, they weren't specific. Uh, they said second and third. I don't know if that's like second and third for their digital sales overall. Um, so I don't know if that's specifically Nintendo's second and third or overall second and third for the entire industry. I'd guess uh-huh. that if it's a statement from Nintendo that it would probably be the uh, former, not the latter. Okay. Um, but sometimes they do have access to that kind of information. Um, usually you hear, you know, Sony will be like, oh, well, we totally rocked it out, and uh, PS4 was the number one selling platform, and, you know, how would they know that unless they had some kind of access to 
how much uh, Microsoft sold, even if it's just NPD being like, hey, you are number one this month or whatever. Hmm. Um, so who knows? Interesting to me to see GTA Five still up there. That game's I know, like right? years old now. Like, it must be like, what, three years old, four years old? I mean, it came out in 2013. There you go, four years. Um, but it, it gets such regular, constant updates. Like, they still have constantly mm. new events and new game types, and like, they change their game so much. And it's four years, yeah. I think. Like, I think it's a shout out to Rockstar to be able to keep that kind of hype still going, that it becomes the best selling game in, or in the top 10 best selling games of December list four years later or three years later that it came out. Absolutely. Um, and like a lot of these aren't surprising, like uh, Final Fantasy 15 came out at the end of November. So obviously it should be pretty high up there. Most of these were uh, fall releases. Actually, I think all of them except for GTA five were fall releases. Um, but then you go to the best selling games of 2016 and the list reads call of duty, infinite warfare, battlefield one, the division, NBA 2K17, uh, Madden 17, GTA 5, Overwatch, Call of Duty Black Ops 3, FIFA 17, and Final Fantasy 15. Uh, <laughs> right. And uh, it should be noted that, um, you know, I imagine Blizzard is sort of the same. Uh, I, I don't think that this includes however many copies of, like, say, Overwatch that Blizzard has sold itself. Which would be much through... higher than the console amount. Or... or... At least, right. at least comparable because obviously Blizzard is based PC. They're, On they're, PC. Yeah, so exactly. it's going to get a majority of their sales there. Yeah. Um, so uh, Call of Duty did top number one. Uh, GTA Five came in sixth overall for the entire year. Which is nuts. That's yeah. absolutely bonkers. Uh, to, to just beat out, I mean, to beat out Final Fantasy Fifteen or whatever the fact that there's two call of duty games on here is also a little bit strange uh, yeah. black ops and black ops 3 right because that's what two games ago because they had in advanced warfare last year right so I this think, is going back two years i think black ops 3 was the last was it i don't really keep up anymore oh no you're right it was because I, I reviewed that one didn't i ah uh. <laughs> i did i, I, I a different excuse I, I did the, the last one, and I don't remember what it was, but it was not very good. <laughs> that much I remember. Yeah, it's, it's, it's where they went to Back to Future stuff, didn't they, with Black Ops 3? Even though the whole point of it, it is it being this more stealth-based, like, well, yeah. style. I mean, the first one was like a, a Cold War thriller, and then they just, like, launched it into the future, and it was like a Spec Ops team, but it didn't have any of that... Um, I don't know, mystique to it, you know? It didn't carry any of that um, thriller or the political stuff. It was just kind of frou-frou, you know? And then the, the most... Yeah, and then the most recent one is... Just, it was like... It had nothing to do with that. Yeah, it was like some kind of spec ops team, but there was like... There was no espionage or any of that kind of thing, you know? Um, but yeah, so... Interesting list. Uh, Overwatch did pretty well. Um, obviously, the shooters top the charts um and then nba and madden and fifa were on there unsurprisingly uh and then very impressively grand theft auto uh a little over was it three years three months or so and it's still going so ah, good for them just kind of sad i mean six of them are games where your purpose is just go out and kill people and three of them are 
just sports games. Well, so right now... Sports games, just iterations. If you don't count the division, one, two, three, four, five, six. Six of the games are about team play. Like, that's... That's what Call of Duty sells on, right? It's it's a you know two team multiplayer games. Battlefield is two teams multiplayer, and, you know. So I guess ultimately, don't a lot of people just think of themselves when they run out into the the battlefield? No, well, that's sure. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I mean, it, it is me being a little bit reductive because. Uh, Battlefield 1, I haven't played it yet, but it's supposed to have a fantastic campaign. So I'm sure it sold a lot because of that. But uh, yeah, I was just being sort of reductive. But basically, it's a bunch of people getting up on teams and then uh, doing manly things, mm. I guess. <laughs> I'd like to see a... Um, you know how we do in our top of the um, trophy Pops. segment? Um, yep. We reduce... Um, so each game has one line. So even if a game has 49 trophies, it's just one line um, in our announcement. Uh, I'd like to see a top sellers where each genre is reduced to one line. So you get the top shooter. So in this case, it would be Call of Duty and then the top sports mm-hmm. game, NBA, top RPG, Final Fantasy, and so on. Then you can see more flavor down the list. Uh, hmm. That'd be interesting. I suppose in we'll some ways, the game of the year, um, which does divide into genres um that's somewhat representative that's true yeah um i mean that is essentially it over the course of you know a year or whatever mm-hmm. uh, i think in some cases that list may actually end up being kind of a little bit odd because it's like you know in the fall you're going to have like 10 different shooters compacted into just the shooter genre mm-hmm. uh oh, but i meant for the um for the year Oh, okay. 2016's well, best-selling. Yeah. Well, I'm sure the numbers are on the site somewhere. We'll have to see about finding somebody to pull those numbers for us or something. Oh, that'd be cool. No promises. <laughs> um, all right. So that's it for news. Um, lots of uh, crazy things happening in the world of news, I guess. Uh, and so we are on to our topic of the week. What's with the easy trophy lists? Uh, which is to say, I feel like trophy lists are getting easier. Okay. Um, not the least of which are that a surprising number of games just this past fall and now this year are games that have difficulties, but no trophy tied to them, which has kind of been a hallmark for a long time. Uh, namely over the fall, there was mafia three watchdogs two and dishonored two all had difficulties, but no trophy tied to difficulty. So you could play on the easiest setting and unlock all of the trophies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Tales of Biseria, which I just got, is significantly easier than um, was it last year or the year before. Um, and I can't, Zestiria, I think it was, had um, trophies where you had to beat the game on, like, do this thing on hard or higher difficulty. Uh, whereas now it doesn't seem to care. Um, oh, is that something in the game where you can change your difficulty or the whole playthrough? Uh, it was in Zestiria. I just downloaded uh, Berseria today and I'm going to play it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I took a look through the um, the trophy list real quick and it doesn't appear to have any difficulty-related trophies. 
Okay. Whereas last the last installment, most of the trophies were like, do this thing on hard or higher difficulty. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in games like, you know, various games with difficulties, usually it's like, well, if you play on easier, it, it like won't un- allow you to unlock trophies. And slowly over time, that's kind of been falling to the wayside. Mm-hmm. You know, it used to be, oh, well, you're going to play on easy. You can't unlock any trophies on easy. You have to play at least on normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it seems like several games are just like, oh, whatever. You, you can get all the trophies on easy if you want. You know? I think so have you played... Uh, sorry, you go. I think it's more... It's, more, it's, it's a kind of a sign of how the, how the industry is at the moment though in that the idea mm-hmm. of being able to play your game your way is becoming so much more thing like the, the rise of various sandbox games like games like just cause 3 like Watch Dogs do um and the obviously telltale always being your own choose your own adventure i yep. think it's it's more it, people are more interested now, and myself as well i like to play a game how i want to play it i don't want to be restricted to a certain severe difficulty because of trophies like i prefer trophy lists to have the option of doing how I want it. Like, if I want to make it, if I want to challenge myself, I can do them on hard. But if I want to say, yeah, just to enjoy the game and take my time and explore, I can pick easy or normal and just do what I want. And I think yeah. that's 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 what I want as a gamer personally. Yeah, and I I have to agree. I mean, the the sort of incentive for companies to do this is maybe a little bit obvious. It's uh, you know, trophies are a reward for playing the game, right? So the more trophies people are unlocking that they feel like they are rewarded for playing the game, then the better, theoretically. That should help people's impression of your game. So it it does make sense to do that. And in some ways, it's definitely um, a fun thing. Like uh, Mafia 3, like the gameplay is not necessarily great, uh, but I heard good things about the story. And so I was like, you know what? I, I'm not going to play it on hard. I'm just going to pop it on easy because I want to see what this story is about. Um, and yeah, there are def- there is definitely... Uh, movement for people to play the games the way they want but even then it does seem a little bit strange like even if you could get every single trophy in the entire game on easy there's still no well you accomplished a really hard thing trophy for people that want to do that you know it would be one trophy say you know beat the game on hard but that trophy doesn't exist in in several of these games mm. is that okay i guess um i think it's a good thing in games where uh really difficult challenges are put in the game but they're not demanded of you um so in that case it does facilitate the whole play the way you want to play style in that you can play and you can get your platinum and then if you want to go into the really hardcore stuff in the game um, that is also on the table, but it's not forced down your throat. Like in some games, for example, um, in Uncharted, uh, the series, there's always a trophy for crushing difficulty. Crushing. Yeah. Um, and f- a lot of people probably hate that mode. It's not yeah. as hard as other games, like for example, um, veteran difficulty or whatever. Like there are other harder modes, but mm. um, some people will hate the game more after playing crushing. Well, actually, as a contrast, um, The Last of Us grounded mode is really mm. quite hateful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, kind so, of. Yeah, especially when I when... grounded, couldn't do yeah. it. Yeah, 
I mean, they released it later in the cycle, so you'd probably already played the game like three times because you have to play New Game Plus and all that. So to play yeah. it two more times on that difficulty is more masochistic than fun. Um, so in that sense, that trophy list in particular stripped your ability to play the way you want to play um, in that aspect. And it's like you have to play it on this extreme mode and the checkpoints are cut down and the amount of resources yeah. you have are taken away. and like all the stuff that basically makes you have this homogenous experience, um, which isn't really yeah. a good thing. Yeah, um, and in some ways, I certainly agree. Like um, uh, Fallout New Vegas had a uh, trophy for beating the game on hardcore uh, hardcore mode, which um, had all sorts of things. Like you could die of starvation or dehydration, or literally, you could if you did not sleep regularly you could die of sleep deprivation. Hmm. Um, and so, you know, your your ammo actually weighed something, so you could only carry so much ammo, and your companions could die permanently. Um, so, you know, in some ways, like, something like that, I feel like is maybe too far. Like, I don't know that you necessarily have to play on super realistic hardcore mode or whatever, hmm. but not having some kind of difficulty tied to the trophies, uh, doesn't it seem like it would sort of sap the value of the Platinum Trophy? Uh, So I guess I think it depends on what's in the trophy list because there are some games where I'm really trying really hard not to talk about the game we talked about last week. But... um, (laughs) Some games, which was a good trophy list, by the way. Uh, yeah, I think. Well, there was one in that which was tied to difficulty, but it was not missable. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, broadly speaking, um, you could have a game that's designed around the principle of playing on any difficulty, um, but then say the last few things in the game, um, the difficulty is just flat anyway. So, for example, you've got it set on easy. Um, but when you fight this boss, his stats are always the same, regardless of difficulty. Um, yeah. So, I mean, in some, I can't think of specific examples, but the fact that you could play your first 20 hours on easy doesn't necessarily sap the difficulty of the Platinum, because as Platinum requires um, you to get all trophies, you could get tripped up on even just one. Yeah, and and in the case of uh, Final Fantasy fifteen, you have to beat the Adam and Toys on normal. Right. Uh, yeah. No, that's um, a different boss, but yeah, or or something like that. Um, there is one boss that you have to defeat on normal to get that trophy to get the platinum. Um, mm-hmm. Which is like, it's almost like saying, "Well, you should play the game on hard and beat it on hard," except it's saying you you should play the game on normal and beat it on normal because realistically, that's kind of what that is, I guess, in a way. Uh, but it's um, you can play, but the play the way you want to play still exists there because you can play the first 120 hours on easy and then when it comes time for that trophy you just switch your difficulty in the options menu and then you get it it's like you step up to the plate you don't have to do a whole new save so you still get the best of both yeah and in that case that's that's something i particularly like you know you know let people play the way they want and i'm all for that um and that's you know like you like you said brad like a bunch of this stuff is um, sort of sandboxy uh, and allows you to play that type of game the way you want. Um, and so you still have a lot of the uh, more hardcore games, I guess. Like, 
Doom obviously has difficulty-based trophies. And you kind of have to have difficulty-based trophies in Doom. You know, that's just part of the game. It's always been part of their DNA to have, you know, ultra-violent mode and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's certainly not all games. I just, in some ways, I feel like the trophy lists are, you know, sometimes getting easy to the point of maybe a little bit ridiculous, um, mm-hmm. such as uh, I Am Mayo. <laughs> having a having a platinum for tapping on a jar of mayo. Wait, that was platinum. Uh, I did that and I didn't even realize. I just thought it was uh, not cool, not uh, just one platinum. Uh, if I remember correctly, it's like ninety nine cents cross buy. I uh, think. Yeah. And so, but the trophy lists are separate. So you for like ninety nine cents, you've got a game that you can play twice for two separate platinums, <laughs> which is ridiculous. Um, too bad. Too bad. I don't own a video. But, uh, going back, going back to this as well. Another example of the almost shift in uh, industry is uh, Dead, the latest Dead Rising Four, which will be coming mm-hmm. to PS4 uh, at some point. It's a timed exclusive on Xbox, but it will shift yeah. over. But that then re- they removed the time constraint because the main thing of the Dead Rise franchise yeah. was you had this amount of time, and anything you do in the game, time t- keeps ticking on. And once this time's up, the game's over. Um, by yeah. removing that, it's another example of you can play the game if you want. If you want to take your time and go explore and put hats on zombies for a while you can do that without feeling like you're restricted and also you, and it, you said about doom sorry i guess that way for i forget it, it all um you said about doom having a thing and i think it's also a genre based thing in that shooters such as the call definitely. of duty doom and stuff kind of need to have that because it's how it, it's how the game they want the game to be played whereas a lot of games recently i get how they want the game to be played is however you want to play the game Whereas right. shooters, they want you to experience what they feel is the best part of their game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, maybe Dead Rising is a, a perfect example um, because, in some ways, the game was sort of at odds with itself before, uh, and a lot of people, you know, were kind of upset at the removal of the uh, time mechanics or whatever, if I remember correctly. Um, but it was sort of at odds because it was like. Well, run around and put a bunch of uh, was it the little Tron Bon minion hats on a bunch mm-hmm. of zombies just because you know kill something by throwing CD cases at it or whatever. Like it had so many goofy things, and it's like you know maybe if you were playing the game the way the game sort of was meant to be played, which is to to the timer, all that silly stuff you didn't actually end up doing. Um, so. In a way, it was kind of getting in its own way. It was sort of contradicting itself. It wanted you to hurry along this path to try and find the best way to save all these people. But at the same time, it gave you all these opportunities to just goof off. I, I remember in the first one, I think I, I I didn't complete it because I could not get myself to do the time things. I, I'd go, yeah. okay, this time I'm going to get a lot of survivors and do well. And then I'd go to like five different clothes shop and put on different dresses and try to work out which dress looked best on Frank. <laughs> yeah, and then I'd go. Yeah, so I'd go put silly hats on zombies, and then and they kill them with some stupid weapon, um, right? Because that's how I enjoyed the game, and I never got I never got the achievements in that game because of it. And like I I don't I I prefer the way that trophy lists are heading because I think people don't need that incentive as much anymore. Um, if people that want to play the game on the harder difficulty as well will do it now. I think trophies and achievements are less. Like it, it was there because it said it there because it encouraged people to play the game fully. But I think people are starting to enjoy games more again. <laughs> like in, yeah. in my experience, yeah, I, I certainly agree. Um, 
I, I do enjoy this. Like I, I'm, I'm one of those people that loves like the sort of mindless, um, almost Ubisoft style games where you're just running around doing all the things. Watch Dogs Two was great for that because it wasn't nearly as mindless as you would have thought. But you know, you're just you're checking the boxes and doing all sorts of ridiculous, fun things and not putting a whole lot of thought into it. And I enjoy you know running around and wasting time. Um, so. In some ways, I, I really do kind of enjoy this. Um, I do think that, you know, sometimes there there are issues with these lists. You know, uh, Fallout 4 had a pretty good trophy list except for uh, the one that required you to have a base reach a certain... Um, hap- I think you had to get max happiness in a settlement, in a large settlement or something like that. Hmm. Uh, and that was a nightmare for a lot of people because the system was kind of vague to begin with about how that actually works. Um, so a lot of people had issues with that, but at the same time, it was also a great trophy list that said, rather than being like, you should be, do this on hard and whatever else it was like, well, this is totally a thing you could do. You should give that a try. Um, which is, as I think maybe we move away from difficulty, it's a pretty, neat, uh, bonus is you've got more trophies to use for pointing out ridiculous, silly things you can do. Yeah. I always like those trophies more as long as they're not annoying irritating to try and do so overall regardless of whether or not we like it which it seems like we're okay with it in certain circumstances um or in most circumstances uh do you feel that the lists are getting easier have you had an easier time maybe last year than you have years prior with getting trophies and achievements and stuff um i can't i feel i guess difficult for me to compare um compare what it was like before to what it's like now but i wouldn't say so i mean it depends if you got the same amount of shooters i feel like it would still be difficult because they still all have this play on the hardest difficulty setting and i've just seen that deus ex mankind divided has a trophy for completing it on the highest difficulty it's a secret trophy so sorry if i spoil that for anyone but um, Well, yeah. so that means you have to play it twice because apparently it's only unlocked after completing it once, um, which is not yeah. really something that impresses me these days. I don't like if someone said I have to play Watch Dogs one twice, I'd probably just not yeah, want to bother. Um, those kinds of those kinds of trophies can just get the hell out. Um, I don't need to play your game several times. I I like the idea of speed run trophies but they usually result in you playing the game several times over or getting really stressed out about that one mistake you made three minutes in or whatever. And just no. Yeah. No. (laughs) So on the sentiment that hopefully um, devs or at least the people deciding what to make of the trophy list are getting smarter, um, then Mm, we should be moving away from an era of making you replay a game 10 times. Or having missable trophies like that horrible one in Tomb Raider reboot, um, mm. where if you missed this optional conversation, you have to play the whole game again. Mm. Um, yeah. If we're moving away from that kind of stupid mistake, then we will be getting naturally easier trophies in the fact that um, we're not getting stupidly hard trophies as much. Yeah. We're only getting deliberately hard trophies. Um, but, and it's interesting because... Um... I was just playing The Last Guardian, and I was like, oh, yeah, games are just so much better about uh, the whole uh, missable trophy thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I played, I was playing The Last Guardian, and I looked at that list, and it's got, like, 
six different missable trophies. And I'm like, yeah. what the hell? <laughs> well, that game has old fashioned all over it. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. It was just, I, I thought it was kind of funny that I went and played a game released, you know, this past year and it being an old game, I just, it was so obvious that it was a, a old sensibility game, even though it's like, that's sort of unrealistic too. It's like, yeah, but when did they have to do the trophy list? Did they they mm. didn't do the trophy list ten years ago or whatever? Yeah, but that's disappointing, right? So nowadays yeah. we're selective, and where possible, we might look at the trophy list before buying, and that mm. way we can sort of um, see where where what. In a way, maybe it's like I'm taking it too seriously, but I kind of take it as a personal front when developers make a really horrible trophy that's just designed to sort of not ruin your life but ruin a fragment yeah. of your life like gears seriously trophies they're deliberately designed to cause you like grief yeah grief is a good summary yeah, of it, yeah. Well, so that, it's like that, that kind of trophy is not for fun not to point out anything in the game not to do anything I, good to you just to do you harm yeah and i was kind of because they put a new one in gears 4 right it's not no, as bad it's okay. mostly a grind but it's not as bad because I, I I checked the trophy list and I saw that and it was like, are you for real? Like, mm. okay, one was pretty bad, two was kind of like a joke, but pretty bad, but still mm. sort of a joke. And it wasn't, and it turned out to be actually a lot easier than the first one because you could grind it out pretty fast. Yeah, but um, so repetitive. Just, yeah, but I mean, it, it took you a few hours, I think, realistically, uh, quite a lot, I think. Um, and then. Three was just a nightmare. Three it was like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I I considered it like I considered it because I did grind a few of the uh, gold medals or whatever it is. Um, mm. Even some of like the easier ones still took so long, and I was like, I was looking at some of them and going, if I really consider getting this, I'm looking yeah. at hundreds of hours, and I was like, I don't think I'm not going to put myself I think through it's that. More than that. Unfortunately, hundreds. Yeah, it's it's yeah. It was a long time, which is just yeah. so disgraceful. Yeah, I loved Gears Three. I played that game so much, but I was, yeah, which is why I look at it as this last achievement I needed. And I was just like, I really feel like mm. I want this. Mm. Well, it in its so maybe a little bit off topic because you know Xbox, but I totally agree. Like I had the same reaction to Gears Three as I had to Halo Three, which was like they nailed that sort of feel to the multiplayer, and it was so much fun. But yeah, that was just ridiculous. Um, and as you were saying looking at trophy lists like when you're buying stuff i remember doing that a lot more and i I don't think i've been doing it a lot recently because maybe maybe that's that is part of it it's like i I expect now that trophies won't won't necessarily be absolutely batshit nuts unless Hmm. it's an old game like yeah yeah exactly I, i wouldn't be surprised to see that on a really niche um, JRPG, but I feel like any JRPG that's going for more of a market has to make that. I mean, a lot of people won't be judging a game by its trophies, but in terms of just the sort of general attitude to design, um, they want to make it more accessible. And yeah, uh, so I feel like they will just generally make the whole design of it, you know, not the same old fashioned. Do ten thousand hours and fight this ridiculously hard boss and so on. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I think that's a pretty uniform. Trophies are getting better, right? Hopefully, yeah. Sort of. 
All uh, it takes is one to spoil it. <laughs> yeah, so that's what we think. Let us know what you, what you think. Um, it is time to move on to the trophy game. Are you ready for this? Yeah, it's been a so, while. I think I'm rusty. So the, the recap is uh, I have a list of trophy names, and there are uh, multiple games that it could come from, and they have to try and guess which of the games that particular trophy comes from. Are you ready? Final Fantasy fifteen. <laughs> That's not one of your options. Oh. <laughs> it's still the answer. Uh, and, and and because obviously I should totally have thought of this last time, I do actually have a, a, a tiebreaker ready, even though there's actually, you know, there's seven, but I have one ready just in case. Okay. Okay. Alright. So number one, the trophy name is Mental patience. Hmm. Which game does it come from? A. The Swindle. B. Blaze Rush. C. Day of the Tentacle. Or D. Azkind Two. Hmm. I think that sounds a lot like a, a pun of patience and patience. And hmm. I think that kind of silly humor sounds like it could be Day of the Tentacle. That's what I'm going to go see. That's what I was going to go for. Copies. I'm going to go for that as well on this one, just because I have so much lean towards it. All right. And you are both correct. It is, in fact, Day of the ah. Was it a pun? No, it's all right. Uh, yeah, it, it was. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Trophy number two. Bond for life. Does it come from Asgin 2, Titan Souls, Day of the Tentacle, or This War of Mine? I'm going to go with This War of Mine. Yeah, I was leaning for that as well. It sounds like... Ah, now who's copying? Oh, hey, I let you go first this time. <laughs> so you can't copy me again. Bond for life. Yeah, I, I think it sounds like... Kind of, with it? Yeah, I'm going to go War of Mine. Sorry. Bro. Okay. It is This War of Mine. Hey. So it is currently 2 to 2. This is why you need a tiebreaker. <laughs> yeah, well. All right, number three. The trophy name is Cawblimey. <laughs> C-A-W Blimey. Does it come from Askin 2, This War of Mine, Day of the Tentacle, or The Swindle? Mm. Swindle. Oh, you saw <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to alternate, you know, so it doesn't look like I'm copying you every time. There's me. Uh, yeah, right. First yeah, place. So, so are you going to stick with it? Yeah, I mean, I've got it. It sounds like <laughs> I can't imagine it being anything else. Could be. Oh, that's three for though. three. Ah, uh, wow. Blimey. Yeah. That's three for three. It is the swindle. Uh-huh. Number four. You're a mean one. Does that come from, right? Titan Souls? Blaze Rush? Asken 2 or The Swindle? Hmm. Go ahead. I'm going to go with. Ooh, that's a tough one, actually. This is a lot harder than the others. Uh, yeah. uh, mm. Get your excuses in early. I'm going to go Titan Souls. Ah, okay. Well, I think Prem well, won. Were you going to go Titan Souls? <laughs> <laughs> of course. We're on some kind of sink. Um, but it must be. I will have to go with something else, obviously. Uh, for Asken 2, I'll go. Mm, that's what I was torn between. 
Yeah, unfortunately, you're both wrong on this one. Oh, it was yeah. the, it was the swindle oh. again. Ah, oh, doubled it. Yeah, right. That was the swindle. You just swindled us. Okay, this one is fantastic. The name of the trophy is Master Plumber. <laughs> Does it come from this war of mine, Day of the Tentacle, the Swindle, or Azkentu? I think that's that's got to be Day of the Tentacle, right? That's, that's, that's what... got to be a Mario reference in there somewhere. <laughs> I, I'm I'm not entirely sure, but I hear somebody clicking. They better not be cheating. No, no. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Definitely not. Um, that I was thinking the same, but I'm going to go with Asken two on this then. Unfortunately, Actually, it's Day of the Tentacle. Oh, okay. Hey, sorry. <laughs> well, I had to right. choose something there. Yep. So Brad is now up by one. It's on the best. All right. Yeah. Okay. Number six, Bug Stomper. Does it come from the Swindle, Asken two, Blaze Rush, or Titan Souls? After you, Brim. Just to copy mm. I guess I have to go with Askent. Damn it. See, since Prem was nice enough to change it up last time, I feel like I've got to be fair. I'm going to go Blaze Rush. That's an uh, interesting choice. Yeah, I think we can go out there. Uh, in this case, Prince is right. It is Askent. <laughs> yeah, I was leaning towards it, but I was like, I don't, I can't. See, I was happy. You know, both going for the same thing until one of us changed their mind. But he had to be fair and try and change the answers up. So uh, like, Blaze Rush is a it. fighting game, so I didn't see I know. that. I thought it'd be like the kind of, I don't know. You know, sometimes they put it as in if you're kicking ass, it might stomp some. I don't know. Yeah, I was, I was, well, I was going out. I'm there. surprised. Uh, out of out of those, it would have been between that and probably Titan Souls for me. That's what I was thinking. Like you know, a metaphor for some boss that you killed. Or or vice versa, you you could be the bug or whatever, you know. Oh yeah, one of those games that's so mean it gives you a trophy for losing. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, all right. So we're going the into the final four. round with a tie so far. Four four four. It's tied up four four. <laughs> Who would have thought? Trophy number seven. Stolen time. Does it come from the swindle, day of the tentacle, this war of mine, or Asken two? Mm. <laughs> I still don't know what kind of game Asken is, which is just frustrating. Yeah, right. <laughs> I've seen it on the store. Yeah. It's come out this week, right? I, I've seen it's it. One of those free gem swapper, is it? Asken? Yeah, is it not? I'll be honest. I have no friggin' idea. <laughs> you made the list. <laughs> you have no idea. Don't give us any hints. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna write down an answer on the other page, so that uh-huh. so I can't be accused of copying. Okay, well, okay. I'll say my answer without changing tabs then. Uh, um, let's see. So, say again, what was the name? Uh, the name of the trophy was Stolen Time. Uh-huh. And what was the name of the answer? Uh, <laughs> so, the potential answers are The Swindle, Day of the Tentacle, This War of Mine, or Asken 2. Okay. So, which one's correct? Uh, you, <laughs> so right. I know you. Bye. I know you. Are, are you not going to tell me what you put down? No, no. I'll go with the swindle, and uh, he's written his down. I, I like the. Uh, I like the pausing when you said which one's correct. Where, where Brandon's is like, wait, I'm being tricked here. Should I tell him? I mean, I, I I only kind of half heard it, so I probably would have just read the list again. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that would have been my uh, my unconscious decision. Sorry. 
So, uh, you said the swindle? Yeah. We have gone different right. answers. Just to... Okay, what'd you get? Good. Uh, it's on the other well, would... I might as well put down was this war of mine, because I think it's a red herring. I think stolen time is just a hint. It's just a subtle, like, hey, pick the swindle, but it's not. I think you've oh, it's like a it. dark metaphor. I, I think so... it's, it's people that have died and stolen. That could be in that game, yes. Yeah, Interesting. But, but neither of you went with the Day of the Tentacle, which involves time travel. <laughs> you know, that would make sense. <laughs> yeah, it would, wouldn't it? it would. uh, the answer is the swindle. Hey. Oh. <laughs> wow, well done, Prem. Well done. That was close. Fifteen rounds. Um, I really thought you'd be then, with that. Ah. Yeah. So so the winner is indeed Prince. Uh five to four. It was a close one. You guys got a lot of them. Uh d- did you get the uh theme here, aside from the fact that it was always the same set of games for the most part? Oh yes. I get it now. It's the uh, PlayStation Plus games. Yeah, so we were originally supposed to use this one um, like two weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, but then Ace mysteriously disappeared on us, yeah. uh, so it got pushed back and pushed back. So it would have been very timely because it would have been the week that we were going over the uh, PS Plus games. But... Yeah, and that's why I've seen Azken too. That's why. That's that's why I put a game on here and I had no friggin' idea what it was because <laughs> it was a PS Plus game. Um, yeah. All right, and then just for kicks. Um, the tiebreaker was uh, going to be how many tales of games are there on TT? Ooh, four thousand. <laughs> Approximately. I don't know, probably this, about six. As as is as shown singles? on the uh, series page for the tales of. See, I don't is that unique it. games? Right. I I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Wait, I'll try to work it out. <laughs> I don't know enough about them to get it exactly. So how many did you say? I'm missing one. I was going to guess six. I don't know how many have been remastered at this point, the ones that were from before trophies and now have trophies. Uh, yeah. I, wait, how many Tales of Graces F are there? I'm going to go uh, seven, I think is what I think. It might oh, be you're taking the high. That's probably the good idea to take the high end. <laughs> yeah, the uh, Price is Right style. I'm going to go six. Ten. Point, I'm going to go six point one. 10, Ten did you say? different yeah. tales of games makes sense see um, I think there's a lot I, I remember Symphonia oh, yeah. Symphonia 2 they remastered them didn't they yeah yeah but those were GameCube games right Vesperia Zesteria mm-hmm. Berseria because it's on there already because it's coming out it, or it yeah. is out um, Tales of Graces F F Tales of Graces F um, 2 or something isn't it or there's a sequel isn't well, it well no I think I think that's um because uh, there's sorry there's Exilia, Exilia 2. I don't oh, know if... Exilia, uh, yeah, that's what I forgot. Right. Uh, Gra- Grace's F, I think, is just one game. Okay, I thought I, I had a... I thought or or it, may, for it. it may have had a complementary game. Mm. Um, I feel like there may have been two different stories or something weird like that that they released one year after the other. I, I can't remember. Uh, but yeah, the, the the Tales of series is one of the uh, most prolific series on, ongoing. Um I think they're up around like 25 games or something over the course of like 26 years. <laughs> so, yeah, just so many. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that has been the trophy game. It is now time for the popular trophies for the past week. Top of the trophy pops. All right. Right. So these are Very good. the 50 most po- popular trophies for the past week. 
as of 6 p.m. on the 23rd of January. Um, unfortunately, Hatsune Miku has been bumped from the list. No. Uh, at, the, at the time, it had only two trophies on the list anyways, so I guess that's not entirely surprising. Um, coming in at number three this week, uh, at spot number six, with 176 wins, down from last week is Rap Sheet Trespasser for Day of the Tentacle Remastered, along with 39 other trophies, so people are still playing the heck out of that. I'm, I'm starting it this week. I'm going to let they stay off. I'm going to get right in there and play that. I'm going to download it okay. waiting for me. Why are you starting nice. it? Just like to sort of peek into why so many people are. No, I, I, I wouldn't play it for a while anyway. Um, I was happy when it came in Plus. I've just been busy the last few weeks, so I haven't had a chance since the Plus games come out. So I'm ready. Great. I, ha- I have a time. I'm going to go tentacles some days or something. <laughs> yeah. And time I'd travel. I imagine a lot of people are the same. Day, days, tentacles. Yep, I'm going to day all those tentacles. Yep, exactly. Uh, coming in at number two, uh, I'm actually surprised to see it on there. Uh, at spot number five, with She's Alive, with 189 wins, is Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, uh, plus three other trophies, uh, which is particularly surprising because the game has literally been out for hours. Uh, it actually hasn't been out for a full day yet. Mm. So... Not not bad. People are playing themselves some uh, Resident Evil in in some serious ways. Um, they did. Well I think to hype it up. I think uh, with with the release of the demo and how popular the demo was of various things, uh, of how much Resident Evil Seven has got traction just before the game even came out. Oh, yeah. It's they did really well to just get the right amount of excitement for it for people that like the horror, people that like the street, the great get great game to stream, and people that like the Resident Evil style. Yeah, uh, the VR thing has definitely worked out for them too. Yeah, uh, not that a lot of people are necessarily playing it in VR. Screw that. But um, the <laughs> the hype that they're kind of getting just from associating with VR, I think, helped them a lot. Um, and the the she's alive trophy, I think, is just one of those press start sort of trophies uh, uh, because the the story itself is about a guy whose uh, wife like disappeared three years ago or something. Um, mm-hmm. So. I think it's just uh, uh, the the impetus for the actual story. So, and the reviews at this point are quite good, pretty good. Yeah, um, uh, the major sites are reviewing it pretty well, um, anywhere from good to very good. So, definitely seems like something worth checking out uh, if you have the stones for it. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then coming in the coming in the number one spot uh, with the number one spot obviously um is uh gravity rush 2 with cat rising 289 wins plus five other trophies Ooh. Uh, yeah so some people getting in on that uh gravity rush mm. uh, it looks like wow. it might be on its way out with the way people are devouring resident evil but uh at least people took the time to play yeah that's good yeah that's a that's a good thing to see uh <laughs> i i don't know if anybody really expects it to sell a whole lot but mm. you know it's promising, even though it's uh, um, you know, it's kind of a hardcore audience. So, yeah, it should have more appeal, I think, than it gets. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, even I wanted to get it for a long time, and then closer to release, I kind of thought, I don't know, I bowed out for some reason. But the reviews are good on it as well, so I don't have any questions about its quality. I just haven't got it. 
Yeah. I saw one of the True Cherries members streaming it. Um, oh, I remember it was now. Uh, but it basically looked like I was watching an anime <laughs> from <laughs> the, the style and the way, the way the game seems. My only experience yeah. previously with the Gravity Rush franchise was Cat appears as DLC in PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that was my only experience. And I was like, I had no idea who she was, but she was there. Yeah. We know Apparently they cut. Off, uh, if uh, Roy's appearance in Super Smash Bros. kicked off the Fire Emblem series. Yeah, seriously. One can dream. I mean, obviously, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale wasn't as successful, but... <laughs> yeah. Um, somebody was just talking about uh, Fire Emblem. It's got, like, six games coming out over the next three years or something. Yeah. I think there's, like, four this year. Oh, no, sorry, yeah. including next year. There's one next year. Yeah. Uh, so, hopefully, well, I mean, hopefully Gravity Rush 2 does fairly well. Um, uh, from what I understand, they're not expecting to make a Gravity Rush 3 anyways. That was kind of their plan was for Gravity Rush 2 to finish that story, so. Yeah, oh, that's a shame. Hey, you know. Having a healthy expectations for what your series can do is probably for the better. Um, a good a good series with a proper uh, length story is worth a lot. So, and also knowing that the game, the series is ending, like not only for for a consumer but for a developer, knowing it lets, as you said, lets you close the story. It lets you, it doesn't leave anyone hanging. I mean, cliffhangers are nice. Like, yeah, there could be another game, but then it's also you never get that closure. Um, no if, 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 yeah, the developer right. knows. Then it's it's like you they can make their finale of the series and of the game as they want. Mm-hmm. In in some ways, I think it's um, obviously a little bit more important for like TV shows because God knows I've seen too many TV shows that just like wandered into oblivion and then you just never find out what happened or they hadn't planned a particularly good finale, so the finale was kind of just like sprung on them and it was crap. Um, mm-hmm. In video games, it's kind of rare to see a uh, multi-part story that, I mean, just kind of wanders off like that. Because it's not cheap to, to make another game. So you, you have to commit to it. Um, so it seems like more likely a game just disappears entirely and you just never find out what happens, like uh, Half-Life. Or it turns into a uh, an Assassin's Creed sort of deal where it's like they kind of had an idea. They're like, let's make more of these games, and then the, they just forgot what the story was. So, yeah, I'd say with games as a general principle, with a few rare exceptions, if the um, if there are story threads at the end of the game that aren't resolved, they're kind of just part of the mystery. Like you can speculate about the future of those characters. Whereas, um, oh, I forgot how I was going to end my sentence. <laughs> um, but generally, uh, oh yeah, if you um, no no. I just completely lost it. <laughs> Good job. Good job. <laughs> What's wrong it happens to the best of us. We all get old at some point. Um, Speak for yourself. I'm young forever. <laughs> give, give me a minute. Um, <laughs> we have to he cut needs, this part. <laughs> but, he, he, needs, he needs to collect himself. I bet he's going to um, blame me just because I was typing things on the document, being distracted. Was, no, yeah, I'm not looking. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm thinking of... Uh, Work with me, guys. Let me help me find this uh, thread, this mental thread about story threads. I mean, so in games, you've got things that end, uh, that are left at the end of the game that aren't resolved story threads, but you kind of 
are left with the option of thinking where they go. So, for example, with Assassin's Creed, the first game could have ended, and you're like, Altair's story, he probably grows old and does some stuff, and um, Desmond, he probably, I don't know, he stays there forever, or he gets, he gets out, like, nobody cares. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, right. Whereas with TV, it's more like you have to know. Oh, so I was, what I was going to say is that um, you it leaves you to speculate on what could happen, but with TVs, it leaves you in suspense. So with games, uh, with examples like Halo 2, um, as the rare exception, it leaves mm-hmm. you in suspense because it's deliberately really, really standing like standing out. Yeah, cutting out the story. Whereas other things that um, leave more that can be said, they're not suspense, they're just speculation. Like the end of any Batman game, for example. Like stuff happens after, you know stuff happens, but you're not like desperate to know what happens because that's a new story. Right, that's a different story. It's also um, a time. And I, you say about TV shows. TV shows, the next season will be six months, a year, a year away. The next game yeah. could be four years away. <laughs> it's a bit of yeah, a different sure. like time to hold a cliffhanger for. Well, and and similarly, if um, if there is a small cliffhanger and you want to know what happened just afterwards, well, there's DLC for that, you know. And yeah. the, the DLC, the return on investment for DLC is generally higher than what it is for the game thing is i disagree or, or at least that, we though. can expect i don't want the cliffhanger to be solved by me having to buy dlc that that brings me back to the prince of persia reboot the first mm, game they never yeah. finished the story the end of the story was left in a massive cliffhanger and the only <laughs> way to find out what happened was to buy the epilogue dlc and i never did personally, that principle and it upset me so much personally i thought that that was um a good ending before um, this was something actually coincidentally I was wondering about just today. I, I was wondering your opinion. Maybe we could have a longer discussion about it another time. But games that have a sort of an ending or something like an ending in the DLC. So after you've wrapped up um, your own playthrough of the main game. So Prince of Persia is one example. Today I played Dead Space 3. Um, both games, they end with their own flavor of ending which will satisfy some people and won't satisfy other people but Mm -hmm. the dlc goes on to tell a continued story um which may or may not be necessary in an alternate universe you could have lived without that extra story um whereas in other things like other things that end like a tv show that ends in suspense you can't wrap that up with a special in most cases yeah um and I mean, uh, Mass Effect sort of being maybe the obvious one where I feel like in a lot of instances, games do leave things open to interpretation. And, you know, in a lot of instances, it's like, that's okay. That's cool. You know, Hmm. in some cases, maybe not so much. But in most cases, you know, like you said, that particular story is complete. But Hmm. yeah, we should leave that for a a topic at some other point. Um, We'll do a dive into stories like that. Yeah, I'm sure there are other examples we can use and find. Yeah. Um, Okay, so, real quick, what have you been playing? Prince? Uh, Real quick, he says, I've got a ridiculously long list, so I obviously have to go through it quickly. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. This week, I guess I was a bit of a busy bunny this week. Maybe I was making up for slacking last week. Um, I finished Critter Crunch, uh, which Mm -hmm. is a PS Plus game I got from 2010. Well, it was released in 2010, so I'm glad to finally get that done. I think that's the only puzzle game I played this year, but it got me on the um, 
trophy on the leaderboards, I think, for the trophies Sweet. I got last year. Um, Dead Space 3 DLC, as I just mentioned. Um, the Awakened DLC, I think that was a pretty good epilogue, or certain parts of it were better than others, certainly. I like the banter. Um, two Little Blue Planet 3 DLCs, that was the Move Pack and the uh, DC Comics Pack, which is bloody expensive, <laughs> but um, yeah. possibly worth it. I mean, you get to put Batman on your sack boy. What more could you want? Um, right. And the move pack was moderate. Not one of the best move uses, but then again, on PS3, how many uses for it do you have? Yeah, that's true. Um, I've started going back to Arkham Knight DLCs, finished oh, all no. the little one trophy ones. There's so many. There's, I think, five or six. Um but some of them are better than others. I did one of them in literally 15 minutes, which was appalling. Um, yeah. Like, you can't charge for a 15 minutes gameplay segment. Not to mention the failed, the wasted potential of what that could have been. That's just yeah. too short for how much you're charging. That's, that was like eight that's, that's barely a demo. Mm, exactly. I, like, I was literally thinking when I finished it, I was like, really? 15 minutes? I've played demos longer than that. Um, yeah. So that was awful. Is that all the character DLCs? Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. I don't know if I should... Well, it's fair, it's fairly odd. That was the Red Hood DLC. That was awful. Mm. And that was one of the pre-ordered DLCs. So yeah. um, if I had pre-ordered that, if I'd paid a premium to pre-order that, I would have been really upset. Yeah. Um, I didn't, but... Um, yeah, but otherwise, quite enjoyable. Um, I did that because I'm making an effort to finish... Uh, episodic batman and i kind of got swept up in the batman mood because obviously i was also playing the little blue planet batman and that's kind of like oh batman batman and gotham's come back on tv batman batman i'm batman (laughs) yeah so i'm gonna next week i want to have finished the um the episodic batman um and uh last thing is uh i sort of i was talking about it last week i think after we finish recording, um, mm-hmm. I want to play one game each week that's like a feature game for me. Um, so, because all those games I just mentioned, they're pretty old, and I hope that someone out out there listening has played it and can relate some way. But yeah. um, uh, I want to play a game that I can sort of have a bit of an opinion on. Uh, so for this week, that was Never Alone, mostly because I wanted to finish it and delete it off my hard drive. It's been there for like two years. Um, yeah, well, probably not. Okay, so I want to make sure I have the right game. That it, that's the one with the um, little Inuit girl yeah. and the white fox thing. Never that's it. Kisma Ingetuna. Yeah, I love that. Good job. Braving that, I'm not going to brave that. <laughs> yeah, that's um, rough, but I I don't think we have that many Inuit listeners. Just uh, just mm-hmm. throwing that out there. Well, so maybe haven't okay. stretched that far. <laughs> maybe. Um. So yeah, have you played that? I loved that game. Mm. I, I only played the first uh, ten minutes or so. So, what made you stop, or what? How come you stopped? You know, I honestly I don't even remember. Uh, I think it was I may have been uh, I may have got the first trophy or something for the beat time, whatever. Just never got back to it. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So, Brad, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's a pretty game. Yeah, it, yeah, it looks quite nice. I mean, to be honest, I didn't think it was as good, like. 
I've played a lot of pretty games lately, and I didn't think it was that attractive visually. Um, but the story elements of it, well, to some extent, the story, mostly the cultural insights, I suppose. I think the culture um, is such a was the reason I loved that game is because I mean I love I love the same reason I loved like the original Assassin's Creed trilogy, the mm-hmm. thing because the cultural side of it and the information you get mm-hmm. on on a part of history or a part of culture that you didn't know and didn't understand. Like, yeah. especially in this game, they never alone they do it really well because they tell it with a traditional Inuit narrator. And it's, mm-hmm. it is telling a, like, an old traditional tale through the medium of, of, of a pretty game. And the character doesn't talk and the fox doesn't need to talk. But they set such a beautiful story just with a narrator and a, a, a bit of immersive plus puzzle platforming. Mm-hmm. So were you more pleased with the... Um the gameplay story or with the cutout videos i think the game i mean i watched the videos and i love them but i think the mm-hmm. gameplay story better because it, it kind of fit in with the, like the thing about the videos you're just watching videos about history you just watch a documentary essentially yeah you could watch um, it on bbc or youtube or whatever but in story they they can time these pieces of narration so you mm-hmm. they can time it with what's happening and what you're getting and they can time it with the music going through and they're like it tell telling a story in the game is always going to be more controlled and better because they you experience it how they they let you experience it. Yeah, right. And that I think I think it's done a pretty good job of that. I mean, we've got a lot of instances where people are trying to tell a not so gamey story through game, and this is probably one of the more successful instances of that. I mean, it's nothing like a walking simulator. Um, it sort of a light platformer and the dlc is more like a puzzler than a platformer um but it kind of gets the balance right it's sometimes a little bit frustrating i've heard other people who've played it have said that they got frustrated and i can see um validation for that i think there have been patches since um then uh so maybe i got uh a little bit let off on that aspect but um yeah i think it's mainly the journey like the journey is more important than um any yeah. obstacles in the gameplay uh so you can focus on that and what you're doing uh one day one day i'll get back to it hmm. um, that's the thing it's um i mean not only for you but for also anyone else listening it's quite a short game it's i think uh i wrote it down but i haven't got it to hand um i think i spent an hour on all the videos for the main game and mm-hmm. I think two hours of actual gameplay, um, well, the story progression. So that's including the cutscenes and so on. Um, so uh, overall, if you give it three hours or four, if if my numbers are wrong, um, for the main story and an extra further one hour for the DLC, if you are interested. Um, so you can get through that in the day, in the afternoon. Uh, Sweet. Uh, Brad, did you try the DLC? I did, yeah. I bought it. I, I was waiting for it to come out because they said it was coming out. I was ready. I was checking mm. it every day that, when it weren't supposed to be out to get it. I said I really liked that game. I don't know what it was about it, but it it hooked me in this little this cultural experience mm. that I got to I got to be part of. The deal and it's also fun. it's also a very rare culture for us to get to know more about, especially yeah. in games. Um, so that was fascinating for me. I mean, it's basically the only thing I know about. Uh, Right. Yeah. So it was nice. Well, that. it's one of those things. You watch the video and you're like, you don't live in an igloo? What? <laughs> well, in some, ex- some respect, yeah. 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 
I I am largely that clueless about it, so right, yeah, it's right. good to know. Um, and the the stories um, in the main game are told by one narrator, but the stories in the cutout videos are told by a selection of uh, locals. And um, there was Bad one in the DLC people. that I particularly loved. It was a story by one of the older gentlemen, and he told a story about how he had gone out with someone else. And um, I think there was one about a guy with his father and... Yeah, I mean, maybe there was two that I really liked, but yeah, one or two of them are certainly um, very remarkable. And to get that kind of a treat in video game is kind of um, surprising and nice. Yeah, and I um, do remember it being interesting. I did watch a couple of videos. DLC, good or bad? Worth it or not worth it? Uh, fine. It's more culture, so I'll, I it wasn't expensive DLC. I got the pricing right. It was just like one fifty or two quid or something. So. Yeah, cool. If you like the game, pick it up more. All right. Well, that's uh, that's kind of my feature for the week. I'm hoping to do maybe not, maybe uh, not so long next time. But sorry, um, no, no. I was definitely talking more. <laughs> so yeah, it's also the the best part of the idea in my eyes is that I get to talk with you guys and also hopefully hear more from uh, the listeners about what they you, think about it yeah um, let us let us know what you think of that um i, I think prince is going to try and do that more often um mm-hmm. try and digest some of those maybe smaller more narrative focused bite-sized mm-hmm. games and um let us know what he thinks about those because i tend to uh gravitate towards maybe the larger uh games the 10 hour you know experiences or whatnot yeah, me too, but they're not so uh, fun to talk about in many ways. <laughs> yeah, then you talk about, well, you know, I played this two hours and that two hours, and it's like, I haven't even finished it yet, so I'm certainly not going to want to spoil it for somebody else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm, so, I'm definitely an indie game, but I love the small games. I mean, I tend to stay away from big games. Like, I, yeah. My favorite games are just the little walking simulators, the little... Uh, small studio creations that people have made and put their soul and story into yeah well yeah. great great so uh brad what have you been up to i'm playing a lot of seven days to die uh the telltale zombie survival game similar to daisy etc i okay. love it mm-hmm. i at first it was like it's kind of cool like it's like survival but you really get into it it's it's a very complex game there's a lot to it and i've heard a lot of bad like i was lucky that i picked up on pc because i've heard a lot of bad things about the consoles the console release of it in regards to frame rate like un- unusable um menu system and stuff so but the game okay, yeah. itself was really fun didn't even realize it was telltale until well, uh it, recent is sale it, is it is it telltale i think it's uh published by telltale oh is that what i think it? it's okay i think it's a different developer because i knew Cause, uh, i noticed because in its recent sale it was like a telltale zombie survival bundle so i had walking dead walking dead 2 and thing and then that was in it and i was like wait what Ah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, because uh, Telltale j- has gotten into the uh, publishing business. I see that that would explain it then why it's so different to every other Telltale game in existence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, but, no, yeah, but you know, Telltale is a developer that's known for being varied, right? Well, hmm. quite quite the developer name. Uh, <laughs> the developer is called the Fun Pimps. Oh dear. Uh, yeah. You know, now Wonderful. you mention it, I do see that pop up every time I boot the game up. So. You think oh. there'd be a hint to me to actually look at that? <laughs> yeah, right. 
But, like, but that still, game, you still enjoyed enough. it on that kind of level, right? Yeah. Good, good. No, I, I realise of Days of Dice. It's a very good game. just to, one of those games that get you hooked on survival. And just mm. the difficulty is, like, correct for that kind of game. Easy so it's what? It's what? Good. Is it an easy, easy plat? You know what we were talking about earlier? It's not that hard. I mean, um, I think the hardest one is to survive for X amount of time. But you okay. can do if you're careful to play the game correctly. Um, mm. And there's a lot of customization with zombie difficulty and spawning amounts and stuff. So if you wanted to, you could probably cheese it. But it's not too hard. So it, sound, it sounds like it's supposed to be, it's um, what, what was it? Uh, the Walking Dead Survival Instinct, right? Except oh, yeah. done right. <laughs> I, I consider it to be Minecraft ramped up to to realism, in that you have ah. to constantly like keep on top of your food and water, and everything you do takes time. And like at night in that game, like by the standard settings, zombies tend to walk and amble, but at night past ten pm, they sprint. <laughs> and it's one of those games that terrify the living daylights out of you if you're not prepared, because like you, like. I think about the survival games, they need to make you feel like you have to survive. You're not just there for the sake of it. Like in that game, if you've not prepared a house by the end of the first day or some kind of shelter, the zombies will eat you alive. (laughs) And every seventh day is an army, a horde. Uh, They call it the blood moon where the Mm -hmm. sky goes red and everything like gets a tint of red and the zombies just come in their masses and like special dangerous zombies. It is one of the scariest things. It's like me and a friend were playing it. It's one of the scariest things we've ever done. Is just having to survive in the on the first seventh day with a very average house that's not really defendable, swarmed by fifty zombies. Good yes. game. <laughs> I, I definitely, I definitely raise, but just be careful of the console versions, like bugs that they still have, because it's still technically an alpha despite being out for like three years. Why oh, they released okay. the alpha guys. game into console, I have no idea. It's it's absurd. Like the idea of console is that you get a finished game, in theory, right. <laughs> and you leave the alpha for the Steam and all that lot. But whatever. Um, I played a bit of AC Syndicate, the Jack the Ripper DLC, because oh. I picked oh, it up yeah. somewhat recently on the sale. It was down to pretty cheap, so I was like, sure, I'll get that in DLC. It's good fun. I mm-hmm. I really like the game. AC Syndicate's definitely my favorite of the franchise since probably Black Flag. I love that game. London, too. yeah, lads. Yeah, boy. Yeah, right. In it, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, part of it, I think, probably is a lot of saying, but the way they've done the game itself, like with the grappling hook, which lets you get around a lot easier. Yeah. Um, like Batman. Uh, yeah. The game's just much more fluid and flowing, and, and it lets you just, there's not a lot of, you, like in the previous Assassin's Creed games, you spend so much time climbing like uninteresting buildings over and over again just to get to this rooftop to get over there or something. Yeah. Um, and it becomes repetitive, but this game's better about that. And the Jack the Ripples DLC is really cool because they add they add an entire new mechanic to the DLC uh, called Fear, where you basically just yeah. get the crap out of people <laughs> and they'll run off or kill each other or whatever. Um, but I like that they, with a DLC, just a little DLC, they've added an entire mechanic to to an Assassin's Creed game, which let's be honest hasn't added mechanics in a very long time, really. Yeah. Um, so I, I think they did well with that DLC. Mm. Cool. Those new um, tools are quite useful, like yes. the, the bombs, the new bombs and so on. Beer bombs and uh, the spike, you stab a guy with a spike and everyone else poops themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. But hopefully, wow. hopefully you don't get in trouble with um, some of the game crashes, particularly when it comes to using carriages. That is uh, a one problem with AC Syndicate is that games crashed 
probably like 30 times. Ah, oh, you've come to it too. Gee. Uh, it's, it's it's not even just the ripper. It's like throughout the game, I did during the actual game. It's just every now and then I'd be doing the mission. And it's like, oh, it's crashed. But I mean, I've I've given it leeway because they've done well in that. It's I go back in the game and I'm basically exactly where I was. I like maybe might have lost like a minute or two at most at the start of the last uh, like objective or something. But like they're, they're good in that they put me back where I was almost every time. I've never lost a large amount because of the crashes. So I've I've let them oh, off yeah. for it. But they shouldn't be crashing really that many. Yeah, that's that's pretty awful. Thirty yeah. times. Yeah, it's it's just I said like it's just I don't it, because it's quick to get back in and it's that kind of thing. I've just my brain's kind of just allowed it to pass, but also because I love the game. But like, if it were other games that maybe I was slightly more critical of and wasn't the Assassin's Creed franchise, which I absolutely adore, I may have been yeah. a bit more upset <laughs> how many times it's repeatedly crashing. But you know, whatever. Still a good game. Cool. Uh, so, real quick, uh, I played a little bit of Last Guardian, uh, maybe an hour or two at most. Okay. How far are you now? Or how much left do you think? Uh, I've, I've got a lot to go. I've kind of been ambling through the uh, sort of intro section. Okay. Um, and I, I've made some progress, but not a lot. Uh, I've been collecting the various uh, barrels scattered around and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I did get a little bit. Yeah, um, it's it's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, in short bursts, I may play some more. I might not. Uh, it's not really calling to me. It's pretty, and the story is supposed to eventually be pretty awesome. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I just I have a hard time really giving a crap. The st- I mean, the puzzle stuff so far has been a lot more uh, sort of classic, like. Uh, point and click adventure style stuff where it's like you pretty early on you find this uh, little mirror thing and if you point if you reflect light on a surface your uh trico can like shoot a bolt of lightning at it and destroy oh, yeah. it or whatever um which is neat but it's like uh it took me a little while to figure out what i was actually supposed to point it at to destroy it to move on so mm. it's not like i felt like i was rewarded i didn't come up with something clever i just went oh Oh, I was supposed to point it at that. And so, so far, I, I haven't really felt rewarded for doing anything. I feel like I'm just kind of going through motions or finally figuring out, oh, it's that object or this object or whatever. Put it this wooden wall when it breaks. Pretty much. It like, and there was actually, you know, not far past the first time I had that issue, I had it again. And it turns out that it was like, uh, what I was trying to do, I saw another part. I was like, oh, I shined the mirror on it, destroyed it. Nothing happened. And really all I had to do was take the damn barrels and throw them in the water. And then that solved my problem. Oh, to get the dog. But, yeah. Right. But all I did was I walked out onto the patio and I put the three barrels down because I didn't know if they could go in the water. So like for, you know, 10 minutes or whatever, I'm just kind of wandering around this area trying to see if there was anything else I could do. And then I just sat down and I took the hint and it was like, Oh, maybe you can use the barrels to get him down. And I was like, "That's it, hmm. really?" Huh. So, oh yeah, because we'll it's got That's that great. system of giving you hints. <laughs> I guess they are useful for something. Yeah. Which, which is a collectible, and you have to get every single one of them in the entire game in one single playthrough. Yeah, that's the uh, downside of it. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then I've been playing some Overwatched, uh, Overwatch, um, which uh, is sucking me in, and like. 
I get up in the morning and I'm like, oh, you know, I could probably fit in a match before I go to work mm. or whatever. I can finish a match before I eat dinner or That's whatever. Talk. So, yeah, um, which uh, was kind of my original concern with the game anyways. Like, I played a few matches and I was like, I could feel myself getting sucked in. And I was like, I don't have time for this. There are new games coming out that I want to play. and I'm going to play those instead of playing Overwatch for the next six months. Mm. Uh, and then there was a little bit of lull. And I was like, you know what? I really feel like shooting something. And one of my coworkers has been talking about Overwatch a lot lately. And I was like, ah, fine, okay. So I ended up playing Overwatch some more, and I'm getting sucked into it now. So experience tranquility. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, I I do that very often. It's high noon. Yeah. Where are you living? <laughs> Tactical visor activated. I don't know. <laughs> we should go for. All. <laughs> 17 characters or whatever it is 26 characters yeah right uh maybe maybe that'll be the next game uh can you can you list okay this character what's their super oh i need another one i played way too much overwatch for that yeah well hey you know it might be a fun game for those at home i've almost prestige um, though i'm always at, I'm, I'm in the 90s now i'm close holy shit that's nuts yeah um so uh, if you are interested in the game, obviously I advise it. It's won tons of Game of the Year awards. Um, just, you know, be careful. Safeguard your life because you might lose your life to that game. Any game with uh, short matches is always going to be a risk. Any fun game that has that you can fit in 10 minutes or less is mm. always... Because there's always time to fit that in. And you're always like, I've got five minutes here. I can play a quick game of Overwatch. A little quick brawl. Yeah. It's like, oh, this weekly brawl and you need nine wins. I'll just do that. And then that's mm. the next few hours of your life. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting because it's like when I when I first sat down and played it, and I played an you know I played an objective, and I was like, oh well, it's an objective game, and I got to the end, and you know the attacking team won. I was like, oh okay, we're gonna switch sides, and then it didn't switch sides, and I was like, wait, what? But now it's like, wow, that's actually kind of brilliant because it saves you, you know, from having to stick through an entire another round of potentially ten minutes. Mm-hmm. So it shortens it down. And eventually you're going to end up playing defense and attack regularly anyway, so it's not like it's a big deal. And it, like, it does switch side, but it's a separate match. So you're not tied right. to both sides of the thing. It's like, here's your 10 right. match. Okay, you lost defense. The next match will be attack on the same map, but you can leave yeah. if you want, you know, whatever. Yep, yep. So, uh, anyways, uh, that's it for us this week. Uh, we will certainly, almost certainly, be back next week. Uh, and then after that, it's going to get a little bit hairy because I work in retail. I sell chocolate, and Valentine's Ooh. Day is coming. Awesome. Um, so, yeah. So, is that our uh, podcast present? Is you going to send us chocolate? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe I'll do that. I'll send you some strawberries. They'll probably be rotten before they get there. But uh, sorry about that. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, uh, and especially this year because Valentine's Day happens to fall on a Tuesday, which is generally when we record this. So, uh, I will be like unconscious, but we might be able to record maybe later in the week or something. Or- how do you know but, we won't be busy on Valentine's Day? Um, <laughs> I, I think I, I'm we can offended all... that you never even considered the possibility. You know, uh, you know, I'm married, and what I'll be doing is working <laughs> on that day. So, who knows? Oh, um, yeah. Anyways, so uh, that's it for us this week. Uh, obviously, you can follow us on True Trophies. Uh, I'm at underscore brand foo. Um, Monkey Brad is streaming at uh, Twitch.tv slash Monkey Brad ninety one. Um, and then actually 
We are on iTunes. I include the link in the article if you want to go there and leave a review and tell people how awesome we are or, you know, sign up for it to be automatically delivered each week to you, then you can certainly do that. Uh, thanks for joining us, and we will see you soon. Have fun. Cheers, Bye. guys. See you around.